0: Morning everyone. It's great to be here this morning with you. It's even better when God's just ministering during their worship time like that and, uh, and just underlining and highlighting all that you want to say as well. It sort of encourages your heart to think, OK, yeah, I have heard from God. It's all right. He's, a, he's, a, he's moving in, in power, so that's always encouraging. Now, let me just check that uh, people's arms are working this morning. Can, can you, uh, If you are able to, can you raise your hand, please? Let's see. OK, that's pretty much everyone in the room. Very good. OK, I'm going to start by asking you a few Questions that you need to raise your hands to, all right? Not difficult ones, all right? There's no, there's no right or wrong answer. There's no test at the end, uh, uh, so don't worry. It's uh, some simple questions. Hands up if you've ever made a New Year's resolution. Okay. Most people in the room. Okay. Hands up if you've made a New Year's resolution this year. Let's see. Let's see. Ah, a few, a few, less than uh, who's ever done. Okay, uh, hands up if you've ever kept a New Year's resolution. (laughs) Hardly any, but uh, you you should have your hand up, Anna, chocolate. Anna made a New Year's resolution that she was going to have a piece of chocolate every day one year, and she did, she did, so there you go. There you go. Okay, now I expect some more hands up for this one. Hands up if you have made a resolution that you've not kept. Yeah, okay, that's all of you again. That's, uh, yeah, there you go, there you go. We're at the beginning of this uh, new year, and you know, it is actually helpful in seasons. Um, year is just one Uh, way of keeping track of the seasons, but there's different seasons in your life as well and in the life of a nation and the church and uh, various things that you're involved with. It's it's helpful to take stock sometimes and just to look back and reflect over what's happened in previous seasons to, to learn from them. And to see what God might be saying to them so that it helps you as you go forward into the next season. And you know, Ray and Ruth, um, well, Ray spoke last week to us about investing in the kingdom of God. And as I said last week, Ray and Ruth, Paul and Doreen, Bernie and Maureen and, and, and a few others started this church 43 years. Years ago, in February. That's how old the church is. I was two at the time. Uh, well, I wasn't here, but uh, that's how uh, uh, old the church is. And you know, we've only actually been in this building for nine years now. Nine years in March, in fact, officially speaking. We, have, we owned it a little bit before then, but its official opening was in March 2015. Key, a key milestone in the life of this church... In January 2016, I spoke to you about building on some of the stuff that God had already been doing over the years uh, before and what you were feeling. But um, I spoke to you about how God was wanting to work through us uh, in four different uh, ways through love, through build, through serve, and uh, serving, and uh, through celebrate and celebrating uh, as uh, a church. God, um, God is love, and all that we are called to do should flow out of God's love, God's love in us, but then flow through us to the world around us. How he was calling, it, calling us to build uh, a, um, a resource church, an Antioch-type church that would serve both locally and uh, abroad, that we are called to serve as a church. How Jesus himself, and this was mentioned last week as well, Jesus... Uh, came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And how, actually, if that's what Jesus was called to do, how much more should you and I give ourselves to serving uh, God and serving one another? And then finally, to celebrate, and how actually, um, as a people of God, we have much to celebrate, Yes, there's lots of hard times, lots of hardships and troubles that we grow th- go through. But even in those times, there's joy, and we still have much to celebrate. In January 2017, after uh, much work with the key leaders and uh, getting uh, input from various people, we came up with the vision statement that is above the door there and will appear on the screen behind me of sharing the love of Jesus in Helsham and beyond by the power of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God the Father and how as a church God was calling us to be a Bible-based, spirit-filled, worshipful family, welcoming all people in as we're sending disciples out into the harvest field, being thankful to God and each other for everything he is doing through us. And as a church, we've continued to build upon that vision statement, the, uh, the culture and the values that we hold dear up until this present time. Do you know in 2020 at Vision Sunday there, I spoke to us about how God was imp- wanting to impart fresh faith for us to increase our intimacy with him. And of course, two months later, God gave us an opportunity to have lots of intimacy with God and nobody else really because COVID hit and we were all restricted to our homes. In 2022, God challenged us as a church to make fruitful, to be disciples who, uh, who made fruitful disciples in this area and beyond to his glory. We also had some prophetic words that helped shape us a bit later in that year about us being a lighthouse. um, There'd be people drowning in the sea around us and we would go out and we would draw them in and and clothe them and bring safety to them. And a separate word about how we would uh, be involved in clothing the needy. And then literally it was about a month later, the the centre opened up at Bowship. And uh, we were called by the council saying, can you help? There's all these practical needs that we were involved, uh, and we as a church were involved in helping with that and coordinating that. Then last year, we uh, saw how, and, and, and uh, spoke into how we felt God was challenging us as disciples, to be disciples who prioritise prayer, His Holy Spirit's presence amongst us and looking for and praying into being fruitful. And that's why, as a church, we continue to prioritize prayer. We have our monthly uh, uh, prayer meeting that uh, happens. We have three times a year, we have a week of prayer. And there are various other ways that we encourage you. We have a prayer list here that we encourage us to pray into as a church uh, each day. As well, and there's also we encourage you in prayer. We're a church that seek the Spirit. That song that we sung at the end there that Nen wrote a while back, saying, "Spirit move, we'll make room." We want and desire the Holy Spirit's presence to move amongst us as a church, and we especially encourage, as one Corinthians 14 encourages us to, to desire pro- prophecy and the prophetic gift amongst us, because it helps helps build us up. It helps direct us. It helps, it helps uh, uh, us go lead into all that God has for us as a church. And obviously, we are keen for fruit. Uh, to, to be honest, in the UK, uh, fruit may be slightly slower coming than we would like. In other contexts we work in, it's, it's happening a lot quicker. But, uh, but still, God is, in terms of maturity and multiplication, God is at work amongst us as well, and we praise God for that. So, as I've been seeking God for this year, and as I've been listening to others and the prophetic words that God's been bringing over the last uh, sort of weeks and months to us, and just that sense of God, what's going on? As uh, I've been uh, looking at what's going on in the world, and as you know, a number of you guys have as well and we can see the trouble going on in the world uh, around us wars and rumors of wars as as a as a, a nation and even the US as well as a nation this year there's going to be key elections which whatever way they go there's going to be huge huge ramifications for us as a church i felt god want to encourage us and warn us ever so simply but also so fundamentally that we need to be a church that maintains our first love for God. I really feel the urgency of that for each one of you as individuals, for myself and for us as a church, that we maintain our first love for God, ensuring that God is the one that we love, that you love the most in your life above everybody else. The great commandment that Jesus gave in in Matthew 22 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor As yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. And in truth, the second part of that great commandment flows out of the first. As we maintain our first love for God and he takes a priority in our life through his Holy Spirit, he helps you and he helps me to love our neighbor properly. And he helps us also to maintain our first love for God. You know, many of you know that I've uh, been involved in East Africa for many years now, 25, over 25 years. And during that time, I've had the privilege uh, of seeing many, many beautiful Developments be built schools and, and, and hospitals and, uh, and, and lots of beautiful buildings for that are for the, there to serve the community. Some of them we've been involved with as well. I've personally been involved with, and as a charity, we've been involved in helping to build. But then, for some of them, within 10 years, they're no longer fit for purpose. Why? because they haven't been maintained. Over time, the bombardment of life, people using them and not looking after them, the weather itself, little things like termites and rodents, they wear down and destroy the building. They have to be maintained. And as Ray encouraged us last week, that involves time, energy and finances to be invested in them. And you know the same is true for your relationships that you have? And it's so easily and often that we can neglect those nearest and dearest to us, our spouse, our, our family. We need to invest in them. We need to make sure we are maintaining, putting effort, time, energy, finances into maintaining them. But above them and beyond them, and more importantly in them. We must put effort, time, energy, into investing in our relationship with God in order to maintain our first love for him. Otherwise, you actually open yourself up, not just to things deteriorating, but you open yourself up to the devil's schemes, as the Bible says. In 2 Corinthians 11, Paul writes... But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Do you know, the devil is always, always trying to lead you away from a sincere and pure devotion from Christ. It starts in just your thoughts. It starts by something, that we get distracted by something, and then before you know it, you're down a path that is going away from God. Don't allow other priorities, other things to rise rise above their status in your heart, to rise above God in your heart, whether it be yourself, as that can so easily, oh I must put myself first. Even counselling can advise that sometimes, but actually no, you must put God first. Career, oh my family, I must, you know, it's important to look after my family. Yes, it is, but still God first. Money, comfort, happiness, security, pleasure. As important as some of those things are, and they are important, they should all be so, so secondary. To God, and our desire to please Him should be above everything else. You see, your love for God needs to be the first thing in your heart and the priority of your heart. Jesus is very clear what He expects of us as His disciples, isn't He? He says in Matthew 10, this is sobering words to us because it's a serious. Thing. Jesus is saying it seriously because he knows that we will begin to drift and go down a path that we shouldn't do, that will cause us harm. He says, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He's putting his priority right above the deepest of human relationships there. Whoever does not take up his cross... And follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake, and Mark's gospel adds, for my sake and the gospel, will find it. You see, of course, Scripture's clear, isn't it? That we we should... Uh, love, care for and honour our spouse, our children, our parents. That's an important, actual, uh, that's an important part of how we fulfil the second of the great uh, commandments, if, if, if you like, to, to love our neighbour as yourself. But love for them is not above love for God. Otherwise, whatever you love the most in your life becomes your love. God, it becomes the priority of your life. Whereas if you put God first, if you make Him the priority, then everything else finds its rightful place behind God. And more than that, He helps you to love those things properly as you put His Son. Jesus above everything else. But the second part of that, as it talks about taking up your cross, says there that actually, you know, as Christ's disciple, Jesus is concerned about your eternal happiness. He is concerned about your joy. He is concerned about your comfort and security. And he has sorted that out eternally speaking through his death on the cross. But you know, so often and it's a phrase that I hear, sadly, sometimes, even in the church, the phrase, oh, surely God wants me to be happy, is actually an excuse for sin. And indeed, temporary happiness, if that becomes your priority in your life, will lead to sin. There's no doubt about it. For God may want you to take up your cross, or God does want you to take up your cross and follow him, and that would involve from time to time facing difficulties and hardships that he brings about and allows you to go through in order to bring about eternal fruit in your life that will bring you so much more joy, eternally speaking, even... In the trials of life that we face, as we trust Jesus, as we look to him, as we hold on to Jesus through the difficulties, we can experience his joy in our life, even in the difficulties. If you look at scripture, if you look at church history, you see that again and again, that as believers suffer for the sake of Christ they experience something of the presence of the Holy Spirit and the joy of the Holy Spirit in in quite an intense way in the present, not to mention the rewards that they will experience for being faithful to God under trial. 2 Corinthians 4, 7-18 says, For this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient but the things that are unseen are eternal my friends don't rob yourself of eternal joy, eternal happiness, eternal fruit that God has for you by getting distracted by temporary things that we can see around us. But on the other side of that, don't also fall into the trap of just saying, okay, well, I'm not going to do that, but I'm just going to religiously serve God. I'm just going to, it's my duty. I should do it. And there's a sense of which that's True. So, I'm just going to do it out of duty rather than out of love. Revelations 2, verses 2 to 5 tells us I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, how you cannot bear those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and have found them false. I know you, have endured, you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. So far, this is a really impressive list, isn't it? You know, it would be quite good if, you know, as a church, you could say this is you know, true about us as well. We think, that's, that's great. But it goes on to say, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. God is concerned about our heart, our love for him. His love for us flows into our hearts so that 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 in turn turns back to love for him. We love him because he first loved us. And God wants us to be in that relationship with him. And what's the solution to it? It's not try harder. The Apostle John writes, Remember therefore from where you have fallen. Repent and do the works of God. You did at first. And then you get this serious warning. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. God wants you to know his love afresh this morning. That's what he was doing in the worship time so beautifully. He was pouring out. His love, His grace, His bounty—what brilliant words that we had this morning! Is pouring, wanting to pour that out on you, so that it transforms you, and that the Holy Spirit in you flows out through you back to love for God and love for each other, devotion to God and serving one another. God is calling us. In this season, with all that's going on in the world around us, with all that's going on in, in the, even just within our own town and this own, this own area as well, to maintain our first love for Him. It's a serious thing, actually, so serious He warns us because otherwise, effectively, we will wander away from Him. And actually, He might even end up closing down a church where this is true on a much wider scale as well. He has done it in history. You see it again and again where God has closed down churches that have allowed that to be the case. But he is wanting to warn and encourage us personally not to drift away as individuals but to maintain that first love. You know, your house, so I'm told, your house needs constant cleaning, dusting, and maintaining. Otherwise, it's a mess. My wife's looking at me with a... Uh, so you make sure you make that clear. Yeah, I, I do do some cleaning, and I do do some maintaining. <laughs> but not dusting. Uh, but uh, uh, it's a step too far. No, no, no. Uh, I'm just not very good at that. No. Anyway, anyway, it does. Your, your house needs constant cleaning, dusting. And maintaining; Otherwise it will be a mess. Otherwise it will fall into ruin. Likewise, so does your heart, my friends, each one of us. And this, this message isn't for oh somebody over there and, and not for me. It's a sense in which it's for all of us. Your, your heart might just need a light dusting this morning. It might need just a little bit of cleaning. Or it might need some maintenance this morning as well. There are things that just get a wrong priority. You know, how Owen brought this word uh, as well. There are hurts from others that rather than you just deal with and forgive as we're commanded to, as we're supposed to pray daily in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. We just let them fester and that bitterness grow that puts a wedge between us and God as the Lord's Prayer makes clear to us. Puts that wedge, and then we end up allowing things to grow that shouldn't be there. God wants to deal with that in your life today. Do you know, God gave us a word uh, just a few weeks, uh, or this week, or, or last week, uh, as a church, that there's some people here that are trying to have their foot in the world and in the, in the church as well. In God's camp, And in the world's camp. And you can't do that. My friends, God sees it. He knows. He knows. And you can't do it. You know, you want to live for God, but you also do like a good gossip. And you're not prepared to let that go. You want to to follow the God of truth, but yet, you know, you don't want to deal with that problem of lying that you know you have. Just, you know, just twisting the truth a little bit. You know uh, it's something you sort of habitually do. God's spirit is wanting to deal with that. I want to, I want to be holy to God, and yet I also, I, 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 I like getting drunk as well. I know God's word says you shouldn't get drunk, but I'm still going to do that occasionally. I'm going to allow my sexual desires to go where they want to go in my thought life and maybe even in my behavior as well, even though God says they shouldn't. I want to hold on to that Bitterness, and not give to God his, his due in life. I want to hold on to my finances and I don't want to give God what he has asked me to give him. God, in his word, in that passage in Revelations, tells us to remember from where we have fallen. Our complete and total need. For God. Remember what He has done for us, how Jesus came. He was the only one who lived that perfect life. And He died on the cross to take on Himself the sins of the things that you and I have done wrong. So that all who look to Him and say, Okay, Lord, I recognize I I have completely fallen before you, I look to you. I, I want your forgiveness. He on the cross takes all the things that we've done, said and thought that were wrong so that we can be forgiven, we can have our shame covered, we can have that eternal life. And so we ask for that and we repent. And repent doesn't just mean saying sorry, it means you're getting in this direction and you turn around and you start walking in the other direction. You start walking in the way that God has asked you to do. That's repentance, it's not a feeling, it's an action. And then we receive his forgiveness afresh. My friends, we need to maintain our first love for God. And by that, we need to maintain our hearts. We need to take hold of our hearts and direct them and and regularly bring them before God. Because God, in this season, I feel it's really important, actually, really key. I think there may even be some people who are here today who won't be here next year if you don't maintain your first love for God and for those of us that do we might have the joy of seeing many more people with us as well but we need to respond I'm going to invite you just to stand a moment and get us all to respond to this because I say this is is something that we all need to respond to this is for some it might just be a light dusting for others it might be cleaning, for others there may be some maintenance work and we're, uh, in a minute we'll get people to respond to uh, uh, things but this is for all of us. Can you just take a moment to reflect in your own heart where you're at before God and just allow the Holy Spirit to just highlight Any areas that he wants to dust, that he wants to clean, that he wants to do some maintenance work in your life. And just choose to surrender that to God. Seek his forgiveness. Seek his love afresh. Just be doing that in your own heart. And I'll just pray for us all in a second. Father God, thank you for your great love, Lord, which you loved us. For you so loved the world that you gave your only Son, that, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Lord, we thank you for your love that has changed us. And Lord, we just want to bring these areas, Lord God, that have just the priority in our hearts just got a little bit out of kilter. Lord God, we want to surrender, as we heard right at the beginning of this, uh, service. Lord God. We want you to increase in our lives. We want you to be the top. We want you to be our first love and everything else to find its place after you. Oh God, forgive us where that's not been the case. Forgive us where we've allowed things to get a wrong priority or a wrong focus in our life and help us to live for you. Holy Spirit, thank you. This is a grace gift. It's something that you do. And we just welcome you. I just welcome you to move in each person's heart, here afresh this morning. Meet with them, Lord God, and cause the priority of their heart to come back into line with how heaven would want it to be. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you want to take your seats just for... Uh, a moment longer I think that's what God is calling us to to maintain our first love for him this morning and as we do that as I said as we look to keep him first he's wanting to use you and he's wanting to use me to see others saved and added and brought into his his kingdom into his church and remember just to make clear that the church is not the building, it's the people. God, it's, that's the way God wants to work. He wants to work through you and he wants to work through me. That's what we're talking about. It's the gathered people of God that he is wanting to move in your workplace, in your street, amongst your family and your neighbours. That's the main thing. Not this place. Although this place does serve us as a church, and uh, this place does act as a catalyst, in fact, for a lot of what we do as a church, like the quiz night being here, like the call being here, that it's for places where we can gather and bring people to where it's warm and dry, which is uh, well, warm. Ish, not so warm at the moment but uh, uh, you know it's dry uh, at least and we can we can gather here uh, 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 and uh, we need to invest in this place as well in order to make keep it fit for for purpose enable us to continue to use it uh, as we grow as a church and as you may have noticed it is a bit fresh here in here this morning. Those wonderful uh, Bulgarian heaters that we had up there as a gift from us from the churches that we serve in Bulgaria. They gave them to us as a gift. They've served us for the last eight years, beautifully in a way, although they've never actually fully fit for purpose, but they have, they have enabled us to, uh, to, to use this place. So it's great that we were already, because even before they died a couple of uh, weeks ago or a month ago or so, uh, we were already looking at replacing them with a proper air handling unit, which we have to do anyway, because building control have told us that we need to do that before we do any development work. It's not cheap, but it is necessary. And the plan, as you know, is to enclose that area up there, the, 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 um, the air conditioning will be up, or the air handling unit will be up, up there, but it's an enclosed area. And also add in a shower room so that uh, we can broaden the way that we serve this town and community. And yes, we do. There is an increasing need for that as well, as well as another auxiliary room that we so badly need, not just on a Sunday morning, but often in the week. Uh, uh, as well so we 're currently in a place just to let you know uh, with the architects uh, where we 're about to go out for tender for the work that 's going to happen up there and uh, um, uh, and so we, so we can have a figure to let you know about how much we need to complete uh, uh, the work up there we'll go on top of the what is Uh, when the architects have finished taking their fees, they don't seem to get up in the morning without charging us a lot of money. Uh, We'll have about 50,000 left from uh, what's already uh, been given over the last uh, year or so towards that. And actually it may even be less due to the shortfall in our income over budget, unless God provides for that in other ways, which he has done so far. But that is a there, there may be even a, a bit less there. But the figure that I, I felt was right and that we felt was right as elders to be asking the church to pray into, which, of course, we ourselves will be giving in to as well, for the building work going on up there is £100,000, uh, which we'll be going for. Uh, as you, it, On March the 24th is our, is our gift day. As always... As you know, we'd like to let you know well in advance, well beforehand, so that you can quietly, before God, in your own time, seek him, not under any pressure or you know, compulsion, as the Bible makes clear, to seek him, to say, okay, God, what are you calling me to invest in the work of the kingdom uh, amongst us? What are you calling me to invest in this place so that your kingdom works can go out? from this place, to this town, to this area, and indeed to the nations as well. Remembering as Jesus so clearly encouraged us and warned us, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your heart always follows where you choose to invest your treasure, as Ray reminded us last week. So that's the building side, so we'd like to let you know on these vision Sundays, uh, that sort of thing. So you have time to seek God and pray in your own prayer time as a family, as husband and wife, or if you're single but by yourself, or as a family unit together to seek God and say, okay, God, what are you calling me to give towards that work? But more than that, with all that is going on in the world around us, in this area and the church, even what's going on within your life. God is warning us and encouraging us to maintain our first love for him, to not allow other things to distract us. Amen? Amen. Can we have the worship team back here? Can I invite you to stand again? I've, uh, a moment ago, we prayed generally for all of us. Because there's a sense in which all of us need to either dust, clean, or maintain our heart before God. But I just think it's right for there to be a response uh, this morning as well for, for some of us. And I'm going to invite you to respond as soon as Chris uh, starts this, this next song, to come into this area over here where people can come stand alongside you and pray for you. If you know that there's actually areas in your life where you've got distracted. It's got that wrong priority in your heart and you've got distracted and you think actually I need to I need to deal with this. Do you know part of your repentance to say repentance is not just saying oh sorry, it's it's turning around and going a different way. Part of your repentance will be coming forward. And saying, God, I want you first in my life. I want you to be the first there as you do that. For some of you, you know you just need a fresh encounter of God's love. God wants to pour out his love into your heart this morning. As so I've been talking about maintaining that love, you thought, yes, yes, I've, I've done things out of duty. Not out of a love for God. And he's wanting to pour out his spirit ever so gently into your heart afresh this morning. He's wanting to pour out his love so that you know his love and are transformed by it. So come forward for that to receive from him afresh as well. To have that fresh encounter. To have your love for him restocked. And so that you he is first in your life. For those of you that need healing this morning as uh, Anna Prayed earlier, whether it be physical or mental, please come forward. We'd love to pray for you for healing this morning. And as I've shared and shared about what Jesus has done for us, if you are here and you're thinking, "Ah, yeah, I know I need to get right with God. I know I've never given my life to Jesus, or I've backslidden, I've gone away, and I know I need to come back to Him again, just come forward. And just say to the person praying with you, I'm, I'm here because I want to get right with God. And they'll pray for you. But can I encourage us? Let's be a church that responds to God. If God's been challenging you this morning, don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about any, anybody else. Be worrying about what God thinks. He wants to be first in your life. Make sure he's the one that you're concerned about about above everybody else. So. Yeah, as we sing this song to finish, can I encourage you, as soon as we start singing it, don't wait, don't wait to say, oh, is other people responding? Oh, good, that doesn't, uh, means it won't be so embarrassing for me. Come forward for prayer. Let people stand alongside you. Let people deal with, that, uh, deal with that area that you need to deal with. Receive that fresh love from God that he wants to give you. Receive that forgiveness that he wants to, see, uh, he wants to give you this morning. So I encourage you to respond.